Thursday night. Glad to see everybody. Hope everybody's doing good. Let me just remind everybody of something really quick is we're being heavily suppressed, of course, by the social media tyrants out there, Facebook and YouTube. Can't say one thing on YouTube without them banning you for life. They've already banned my church for life. I've got two strikes on me, so they're fine anything they can to ban me personally for life. So we're not going to let them do that. So we'll be cutting our YouTube channel in just a second. So switch over to Rumble, switch over to TomLifely.com, switch over to Black Robe Media. Is it Black Robe Media? BlackRobeTV.com. It's brand new. That's why I don't know the name yet. BlackRobeTV.com. Switch over to any of those. You can even still switch over to Facebook, but we can't stay on YouTube anymore. YouTube already wiped out uh, Ron Paul today. They said it was a mistake. They put him back on. We know that's not the case. If he wouldn't, didn't have a big name, he'd be off permanently without any explanation. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. All right, getting right to it. This is a Melissa Tate video. It's the, uh, Representative Matt Gates brought the fire to feckless and competent General Milley. Now, this is a longer video than I like to show. It's about five minutes long, but listen. Every last second of this video is riveting as Matt Gates, congressman from the north end of Florida, rips apart General Mark Milley, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. It's worth the five-minute watch. Play it for me. Recognized. February 26, 2020, House Armed Services Committee, General Mark Milley. We know we're not going to defeat the Taliban militarily, and they're not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily. You really blew that call, didn't you, General? I believe that that was a issue of strategic stalemate and that if we had remained in Afghanistan uh, with the advisory levels of effort, then the government of Afghanistan... Well, that's, that's an interesting Afghan answer to a question. Forces. It's just not one I asked. You spent more time with Bob Woodward on this book than you spent analyzing the very likely prospect that the Afghanistan government was going to fall immediately to the Taliban, didn't you? Not even close, Congressman. Oh, really? Because you said right after Kabul fell that no one could have anticipated the immediate fall of the Ghani government. When did you become aware that Joe Biden tried to get Ghani to lie about the conditions in Afghanistan? He did that in July. Did you know that right away? I'm not aware of what President Biden You're not aware of the phone call that Biden had with Ghani where he said, whether it is true or not, we want you to go out there and paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Afghanistan. You're the chief military advisor to the president. You said that the Taliban was not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily, which, by the way, they cut through him like a hot knife through butter. And then the president tries to get Ghani to lie. When did you become aware of that attempt? Well, there's two things there, Congressman, if, if I may. One is what I said was the situation was stalemate. And if we kept advisors with there, the government of Afghanistan and the army would have still been there. That's what I said. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But it seems wrong now. With well, the we withdrew all the, the, we withdrew Secretary, all the Austin. Secretary Austin, are you capable of assessing whether another has the will to fight? No, we're not. And uh, that's the point that the chairman made earlier. So. That's just like an incredibly disappointing thing for the Secretary of Defense to simply say, I can't assess whether someone has the will to fight, but it is consistent with your record. I mean, during the Obama administration, I think they gave you about $48 million to go train up some folks in Syria to go take on the Assad government, and I think your testimony was that only four or five survived first contact with the enemy. 
So what confidence should this committee have in you or should the country have in you when you've now confessed to us and whether it's the swing and a miss in Afghanistan that General Milley talked to the Senate about yesterday, total failure, or whether it was your failures in Syria, you don't seem capable to look at a fighting force and determine whether or not they have the will. Well, Is that recall, an embarrassing? recall, Congressman, that uh, the end result was a, a, uh, uh, the SDF that we stood up that was very, very instrumental in turning the, the, the tide of, uh, of, of battle up in Syria. Oh, yeah. Turned turn it so much, you've got Assad in power in Syria, you've got the Taliban in power in Afghanistan. I mean, where have you been? The focus was, the focus was ISIS, Congressman, and, we, and, and those forces uh, had significant uh, effect on, on the well, ISIS it, network. It just seems like you're chronically bad at this, and you have admitted that, I guess, which is to your credit, but, you know, when, when people in the military, like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, stand up and demand accountability, when they say that you all screwed up, when they point out that General Milley's statement that the, Tal you know, that, that the government of Afghanistan is not going to get defeated by the Taliban, well, he ends up in the brig. And you all end up in front of us, and your former employer Raytheon ends up with a lot of money, and we have poured cash and blood and credibility into a Ghani government that was a mirage. It fell immediately. And while the guy sitting next to you was off, you know, talking to Phil Rucker and was off doing his thing with Bob Woodward, we were buying into the big lie. The big lie that this, that this was ever going to be successful and that we could ever rely on the Afghanistan government for anything at all. You know, General Milley, you kind of gave up the game earlier when you said you wanted to address elements of your personal conduct that were in question. We're not questioning your personal conduct. We're questioning in your official capacity going and undermining the chain of command, which is obviously what you did. You, you've created this whole chain of command. Did not undermine the chain narrative. of command and yeah, you did. You absolutely Honestly. did. And it, did not. Well, you know what? You said yesterday that you weren't going to resign when senators asked you this question. And I believe that you guys probably won't resign. You seem to be very happy failing up over there. But if we didn't have a president that was so addled, you all would be fired. Because that is what you deserve. You have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country. And you're far more interested in what you're perception is and how people think about you in insider Washington books than you care about winning, Gentleman's which this time group has seems expired. incapable of doing. And Ms. Houlihan is recognized. You know, there aren't too many videos that are five minutes long that are worth watching, but every last second of that video was worth watching. And that's exactly what Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin and the other general there, who's the CENTCOM commander, McKenzie, he needed exactly the same dressing down, which I hope he got earlier uh, in the hearing. But anyway, just a couple of things real quick. What I, a couple of things that Gates said that I think need some, just some going over. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, the one who spoke out about the incompetence of the Afghan withdrawal, he sits in the brig right now. He's sitting in military prison for doing what? For violating a gag order while Austin and Millie and McKenzie are going home to their multi-million dollar houses every night testifying in front of Congress, being lorded over by Bob Woodward, Raytheon, and every other uh, Washington, D.C. insider, while uh, Colonel Scheller sits in prison. That's what they're doing for doing. And, and those guys, whether you got, whether it's Lloyd Austin or Mark Milley or McKenzie, all of them are responsible for the 13 deaths at the Abbey Gate 
of a, a Unabomber came in, a single bomber, went and blew up, blew himself up at the Abbey Gate at Kabul International Airport, killing 13 American soldiers, of which 12 hours prior to the explosion, Lloyd Austin knew all about it and did absolutely nothing. Millie knew all about it, did absolutely nothing. McKenzie, the CENTCOM commander, knew all about it, did absolutely nothing. Absolutely zero. And why I want to say this about Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, why is he why is he leaking information to Bob Woodward? Why exactly is that going on? And he said that he didn't violate the chain of command. Well, let's look into that. Was he give, given express consent to go and talk to Bob Woodward about military principles, military ideas, what was going on in the military, whatever was happening. And just another thing on Lloyd Austin, when he talks about what he did with ISIS under Barack Obama, if anybody remembers, all that happened with ISIS under Barack Hussein Obama and Lloyd Austin was the proliferation of ISIS. That's all that happened. So what Matt Gates said is that he's incapable of putting together a fighting force, incapable of determining whether a fighting force will actually engage, engage in combat. He's exactly correct. Lloyd Austin is a Raytheon board member and is completely either galactically stupid, galactically incompetent, or galactically corrupt. And the only other choice is D. Those are A, B, and C. The other only other choice is D, which is all of the above. That's who Lloyd Austin is. He's never been successful. What Matt Gates said was correct. Everything that's happening over at the Pentagon is a bunch of politicians failing up and being promoted. All right, let's go to the next one, guys. COVID-1984 tweet. Big Pharma, though, speaking of the military, Big Pharma has the military guarding, get this now, guarding and distributing its product. A CIA, this is not conspiracy theory. I'll show you the video. A CIA, because this video is from 60 Minutes, a CIA-funded company created to track terrorists running its database and complete exemption from liability for their product that is being mandated, mandated and they are still losing. Play the video for me. We want arms, shots in arms. That is our goal. And we work tirelessly every day to make that happen. It is a whole-of-America approach. Are you worried about the security of the stockpiles? We have taken uh, extraordinary precaution in this area, not only for maybe some nefarious effort, but also natural, hurricane, tornado, etc. right? It's such a uh, commodity to us. We're taking the full steps to make sure that the vaccine's secure. Armed guards? Yes. Armed guards at sites where the vaccine is stockpiled? Yes. Once it starts moving, whether on a truck or a plane, is it Going to be under guard? Yes. That's as far as I'm going to talk about it, though, right? Because you don't want to lay out all the plans, but the answer is yes. Will you be able to track all the moving parts? Yes. I feel 100% confident of that. Will you be able to bang your fist on the table and say what happened to that shipment that was going to Good Samaritan Hospital in Baltimore? Yes. And not only that, I'll know after it gets there how fast they're administering the doses that they were given. Perna's ability to do that depends on a software program called Tiberius, which is supposed to link databases from across the government and the shipping companies into one unified picture that everyone can see. You can turn on where your hospitals are, where your pharmacies, your nursing homes, and where all of your enrolled providers are inside that 
inside that jurisdiction. Game Palantir comes from the Lord of the Rings. In the what happened? Hello. Am I on? Yes. You got video should still be playing, guys. And communicate with each other. Founded in 2003 by billionaire Peter Thiel, alongside current CEO Alex Karp, Joe Lonsdale, Stephen Cohen, and Nathan Gettings, Palantir's tech helps detect unusual or suspicious patterns in large datasets, using techniques that the founders learned working together at PayPal. The CIA was one of the company's earliest investors, and its only customer for a number of years. Eventually, other intelligence agencies like the FBI and the NSA jumped aboard. So there you go. Sorry about the uh, technical problem there for a second. The, what, what amazes me about all of this is that people are actually excited. If you notice that, that was a 60 Minutes report, that bastion of right-wing conservatism. So there you have 60 Minutes admitting that the military, through the CIA, through the CIA's technology, that has a, a lot to do with payment tracking right now, which is just another uh, tributary we could go down, which I'm not going to right now. But it's amazing to me that people are excited about their movements being tracked by the United States military, by the CIA, or by any other government entity. How are you not sitting there as a, a quote-unquote journalist, allegedly a liberal or libertarian journalist, on 60 Minutes? Why are you not riveted to your soul about sitting there watching the government talk about being able to track every last dose of vaccine that there is in America? How does that not rivet your souls? And let me bring this back to the American church. The American church that closed its doors at Fauci's command, that closed its doors again at Biden's command, that is always on their knees to a 99.9% .9 survivable virus. Where are you at? And don't tell me that you reopened your church. Well, you know, we, we, we closed for six months, but we're open now. So, and now we're on board. Now we know it's bad. Not good enough. Where are you? Where's your repentance? If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. You need to humble yourself and say, from day one, I was wrong. I never should have closed my church. I never should have closed my business. I never should have strapped a lie on my face called a face mask. I never should have social distanced. I never should have done any COVID mitigations whatsoever. Well, you know, at the very beginning, Tom, we just didn't know. That's a whole lot of crap, too. Because now look where we're at. You have the United States military with CIA technology married together with civilian technology, which is the same technology you see in PayPal, tracking vaccines. And how do you feel now? I just want to know. I want to know how the COVID caving pastors and all the COVID caving Christians that consider themselves just absolute pavilions of love Look at us love. Look at us put the masks on. Look at us. You know, we're just like McDonald's. If McDonald's closes and we close, the strip club closes, then we close. The cannabis shop closes, then we close. Look at us love. Look at us put the masks on. Just like people who don't have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I'm just curious about what you're thinking now that you have COVID passports, vaccine passports proliferating throughout the planet where people cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel without their mark of the beast. I mean, QR code on their phone. I'm just curious, are you still sticking with your original narrative that you are a purveyor 
of love. I'm just curious because that's what I heard at the beginning. And if you and if you aren't sticking with that, why have you not publicly repented pastors, Christian leaders, big name pastors? I'm just curious because the only big name pastor that I saw stand up from day one was Rodney Howard Brown. That was it. That's the only big name pastor I saw. I know about Greg Locke, but Greg Locke, and I love Greg Locke. I have lots of respect for him. But I'm talking about international figure that's been around. Rodney Howard Brown's ministry in America started in the early 90s. Where was, where was everybody else? I'm just curious. And, and, and if you didn't stand up, why, are, why is it that you as a public minister, if you've you got millions of followers or millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of people or thousands upon thousands of people following your ministry, why have you not come out in the midst of watching the proliferation of vaccine passports, which could not look any more like the mark of the beast that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. I'm just curious, Revelation chapter 13. I'm just, I'm just curious, 16 and 17. I'm just curious, why have you not addressed that, pastors that closed your churches? Pastors that have masked sections in their churches. Pastors that are now pimping vaccines. I'm just curious that you're out there, and there's lots of Christians that be like, that Pastor Jeffries, I believe the Dallas Theological Seminary or Southern Baptist Convention, I don't know, maybe he's both, I don't know. That he's out there pimping vaccinations. I'm just Franklin Graham pimping vaccinations. T.D. Jakes pimping vaccinations. I'm just curious what your thoughts are as you pimp these vaccinations, of which the VAERS report now shows that over 15,100 Americans have dropped dead exclusively from the vaccine. And that allegedly is only 1% of what we really know. Is only 1% of data is getting to the VAERS report. I'm just very curious about what you think. Anybody, I don't care whether you pass, you can send it to me. Go ahead. I'm serious. Send it to me. And I'll ask whether, whether anybody answered. If you're a pastor of a church and you close, you think that you're a purveyor of love. You think you're Mr. You're Mr. Mark 1230. Love thy neighbor by putting a lie on your face and by locking down your church. I'm just curious in the face of vaccine passports, at least greasing the skits for the mark of the beast. I'm wondering if you will publicly come out and say I was wrong from the beginning. And all of you that are pimping the vaccines now, I'm just very curious about how you, how you pimp the vaccine that they're using to usher in the mark of the beast and the antichrist spirit. I don't know when these things will happen. See, I actually read the Bible. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father, Matthew 24, 36. But I can put my finger in the air and know that the winds are blowing. And I'm just curious what, what it is that you're thinking that you're going to, you're, you're going to preach another message this week on love again, 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 where are you on the book of revelation? How, I mean, how, how many more, how many more Sundays is it pastors that you're going to hide behind the word love? I'm just curious. How many more Sundays are you going to go to sermon.com and pull up another monotonous ark church, worthless, devoid of the Holy spirit, devoid of the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God sermon. How are you going to do that again this Sunday? Or are you finally going to crack open the Bible and go to revelation and put yourself in reference to the word of God? 
and say, you know what, maybe I never should have closed. Maybe there is a whole lot more to this than people's health because it's never been about people's health. It's been about marking people, separating people, and controlling people, and you fell for it. You fell for it. Oh, Tom, that can't be true. Let's look at some of the origins of it, shall we? Let's look at Bill Gates and Stephen Colbert. Play it for me. You tried to warn us about this pandemic, um, and we didn't listen. What's the next thing you're warning us about that's going to happen five years from now that we're not listening to at the present? The idea of a, a bioterrorist attack is kind of the nightmare scenario because they're a pathogen with a high death rate would be picked. Now, the good news is, okay. I'm not trying to depress you, it's tough enough Too late. right now, Too that late. most of the work we're going to do to be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. Now, why is this important? For the same reason that it's important to note that Bill Gates, the Johns Hopkins Center, and the United Nations, both of which Gates funds extensively, ran a pandemic exercise on the exact same day that the World Military Games were holding their opening ceremonies in Wuhan, China, ground zero, simulating a global coronavirus pandemic. This is important for the same reason that it's important to point out that Bill Gates also almost prophetically warned of this exact same scenario taking place of a global health pandemic during a TED talk in 2015. This is important for the same reason that it's important to point out that Dr. Tony Fauci, who sits on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's Special Leadership Council for their Decades of Vaccination Initiative, stated that the Trump administration would be hit with a surprise outbreak back in 2017. Now, if you want, you can say that all of these events were just several different coincidences, which just so happened to involve the same groups of people over and over and over in the same exact scenarios which we are currently living out right now. Or you can say that the writing has been on the wall for some time. So what is the end game here? Well, in my opinion, it's global governance delivered through technocracy, which is a scientific dictatorship run by an unelected elite, which are ready to roll out a new digital system of control, which will be run on 5G, artificial intelligence, biometrics, and the blockchain. Your entire existence will be tracked, traced, monitored, surveilled, regulated, and taxed into submission. Now that's their plan. Now what we need to do is fight back. Well, let's look at the information right there. Bill Gates said, he's talking to Colbert, who might as well have just been, Bill Gates might as well sat there pantsless while Stephen Colbert kissed his bare, bare rear, rear end. That's what should have just happened. They should have just put that on camera. So anyway, you had, he goes, Stephen Colbert says to Gates, you warned us. Well, of course Bill Gates warned us. Well, Bill Gates was sending t- tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which owns the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That wasn't even enough. He not only sent it to the Chinese Academy of Sciences, he also sent it directly to tens of millions of more dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Who else was doing that? Anthony Fauci, who is on Bill Gates's special leadership council. They're all in it together. And then in October of 2019, they, had, they did Event 201, which was occurring simultaneously with the World Military Games, where the, China, the CCP knew, had already known about the coronavirus, knew that it was spreading, and were they spreading it on purpose to all the soldiers at the World Military Games while Event 201, well, which is strange, strange, isn't it? Strange coincidence. 
You got Fauci involved with Event 201, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, everybody involved, major corporations, all the pharmaceutical companies, every major government entity from all of the countries around the world, all there at the Event 201. Strange in their wargaming, strange their wargaming, a coronavirus outbreak. Who had even, even heard of coronavirus? But strange in two months before it's actually publicly acknowledged that it had gotten that it had gotten out. We all know now that it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's a manufactured virus leaked, leaked from the lab. On purpose or not, we don't know yet, but we can guess. But it's strange that they chose to war game two months before the public acknowledgement of the virus, a coronavirus. And this is Bill Gates running Event 201. Now, that's not conspiracy theory. You can go on to YouTube even, as corrupt as YouTube is, and find hours and hours and hours of Event 201 footage where they're sitting there talking about everything that's going on today. Some of their major conversations were about two, two very distinct words that we're hearing all over the place today, which is information and disinformation. How many times have we heard those terms now? It's all about we need to keep out disinformation and misinformation by flooding the zone. I watched some of it today. Flooding the zone with the truth, right? Taking people off of YouTube, taking people off of Facebook and social media, right? To prevent any misinformation, disinformation. That was already being wargamed in October of 2019, two months before the announcement of the virus at Event 201 which was put on by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, of which Anthony Fauci is on their special leadership council. So what they did was, through gain-of-function research, funded by Anthony Fauci, who funded the EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak, both legally and illegally, he did it both when they had gotten to the place during the Obama administration where they had cut off funding. For gain-of-function research, Anthony Fauci sent it there anyway under the guise of EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak, right? Peter Daszak then, of course, orchestrated the Lancet article, Lancet, the, the most prevalent medical journal on the planet where he orchestrated 30 scientists and doctors to come together and say that it was that, that the coronavirus comes from animals, they knew all along that they had sent them, Peter Daszak, who orchestrated 30 scientists to come out to say that it originated from uh, bats from a cave, from the wet market. They came out, organized all those scientists to say that. Keep in mind, the entire time, Peter Daszak had received millions of dollars from Anthony Fauci for gain-of-function research on bats, on cave bats, for coronaviruses he knew it the entire time and still orchestrated an entire lancet article the most prevalent medical journal on the planet which is now they've had the lancet has come and pulled that article and completely and totally denounced it but this is anthony fauci's guy who anthony fauci was funneling the money anthony fauci sat in front of every podium in the nation for well over a year before ever even acknowledging that he had sent money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He has now perjured himself dozens of times with Rand Paul and other members of Congress and the Senate saying that he never sent money for gain-of-function research. Everybody knows what gain-of-function research is now. You just juice up 
a virus, make make it so that it's transmissible to human beings, and then create a virus a vaccine for it. Does that not sound exactly like the situation that we are in right now? Pfizer was about to go out of business, folks. They were about to go out of business. Everything they were doing was failing until, lo and behold, this golden goose laid its golden egg for them. I wonder if Pfizer was at Event 201. I'll bet you they were. Oh, this is a bunch of conspiracy. How how conspiratorial could it be? I want you to think about it. Everybody just think logically. Who comes up with wargaming a coronavirus two months before a coronavirus outbreak? Who, who is it, who would come up with a wargaming exercise that funneled tens of millions of dollars to an outfit that's juicing up through gain-of-function research coronaviruses? So they're wargaming for a virus that they know that they themselves created. So the government and big business locked st- lock, stock, and barrel together. The World Economic Forum dream, the Klaus Schwab dream, causes the problem. And then through billions and now probably trillions of dollars worth of vaccinations, solves the problem, right? Well, here's good news, though. At least we have the Hunger Games that has begun now in the United States. Because here's Stephen Colbert. Remember now, just a minute ago, he's bootlicking and butt-kissing Bill Gates. And then you have him on his own show doing this. Play for me. no more so there you are and, and, and please i mean folks and that can everybody will look at that as comedy it's not comedy it's propaganda it's just a very very weak and pathetic man propagating what he's been told by the by the political party that he espouses that he endlessly lies about that's who stephen colbert is all right clay times clay travis tweet the state of florida now i want to just set this up Ron DeSantis has been run down by the mainstream media, by idiots like uh, the Lincoln Project and, you know, numerous other liberal whatever sources, any other any MSNBC, CNN, I don't even like to name their names. And they've endlessly run down at the Rick Wilson, all those, all the idiot pundits, leftist pundits on Twitter, blue check marks on Twitter, attacking Ron DeSantis over and over again because he's allegedly anti-vax. He's not even, he's not even anti-vax. He tells people, not that I agree with him on this. He tells people to go get the vaccinations, but he does all the other things. He does the he does the prophylactic treatments, which Joe Biden doesn't want you to do. What Joe Biden wants you to do is exclusively go by his branch COVIDian religion, which is vaccinate and then hope for the best and probably end up at least with severe health health problems after you vaccinated or just die. No, no prophylactic treatment whatsoever. No get out, getting out, getting out in front of it. No pre-treatment whatsoever. No Regeneron. And if you're going to have Regeneron, on, you know, in your state, 
then Joe Biden's going to come after it and try to put a stranglehold on it so that you only get 50% of what you had before, which is exactly what he did in the state of Florida, of which Ron DeSantis bypassed him and went directly to, I believe it's Smith Klein, Smith Glaxon Klein, what I can't remember the name of it. The big pharmaceutical company got he got that. He's uh, Ron DeSantis was, went directly to the pharmaceutical company and got Regeneron himself. Went right around Joe Biden. So you have DeSantis being attacked habitually day after day. Where they really called him Death Santis and all that, right? Well, now look at where we're at. The state of Florida, which is where I'm sitting now, has the 41st highest COVID rate. So we're 40 we're 41st out of 50 states in COVID rate in the country. In other words, there's only nine states better. Cases are down 57% in the past 14 days without a mass mandate or vaccine mandate. Just sharing the data since most of the media won't, Clay Travis says. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Aaron. GlaxoSmithKline. There we go. GlaxoSmithKline. That's where Ron DeSantis said, you know what? You're going to take away my Regeneron. That's the monoclonal treatments. You're going to take it away, Joe Biden. You're going to put a stranglehold on it. So again, I've, I've gone over this, but I, I, can't help, I can't help but to do it. 66% of the monoclonal treatments in Florida were going to people who were fully vaccinated. And Joe Biden still cut monoclonal treatment uh, in, you know, the, the shipments of monoclonal treatments to Florida in half just to make because you see, you have to go the Fauci way. The Fauci way is this or the or the Biden way is you go to the hospital. You say that you're presenting symptoms of covid. They say you're not sick enough. Come back when you're really, really sick. They pump you full of remdesivir, which fills your lungs full of fluid and covid kill you. All the while making sure that you got vaccinated somewhere along the line. That's that's the Biden Fauci plan. That's the Biden plan. All right, let's go to the next one. Buck Sexton. It seems so odd that the media holds Ron DeSantis personally responsible for a surge in COVID cases in Florida in the summer, but feel no need to mention a rapid 50% case decline in the fall, doesn't it? Yeah, it's strange. We have no media. Our media is absolutely gone. See, every all the media sources, whether it's CNN, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, they're all simply behind the narrative. You have to be, you have to follow the branch COVIDian devotion, which is put your mask on, vaccinate, even, even go get your rosary beads. You get an I'm vaxxed uh, a necklace on, whatever it is. That's the only thing. That's the only thing you're allowed to do. Prior immunity doesn't count. I mean, people have already gotten COVID that now have natural immunity. That's not allowed to be discussed. If you take the vaccine post natural immunity, it could potentially kill you. That's never even mentioned because you have to go their way. Because here's the thing. Their way has nothing to do with sickness. Their way has nothing to do with keeping anybody healthy. It all has to do with the very original motives behind all of this, which was to control you, to mark you, and to separate you. All right, American Greatness tweet. Louis Gohmert, make no mistake, the evil, deadly, coordinated globalist attacks we are currently witnessing on ivermectin will go down in history as a vicious crime against humanity only on American Greatness. So here's the thing. I actually wrote myself down a list here because, see, what I think we need, we're going to need is Nuremberg tribunals. And I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. I believe that there's people, listen, when you've cut off I- ivermectin, which saves lives, again, another prophylactic treatment, uh, hydroxychloroquine, another prophylactic treatment, 
Regeneron, which which Joe Biden actively cut off from Republican states only in the name of equity. So in other words, the states that were being overrun with COVID cases, their Regeneron was cut so that they could send Regeneron to states with no COVID cases. Typical Democratic Party under, under the guise of equity typical democracy the democratic party ran the afghan withdrawal right so they're now running the disp- the dispensary the, the dispensing of regeneron they're the ones that are actually under the name of equity see how good these people are they're really great look at our southern border look how great they're doing there look at our hyperinflation and all the shortages the afghan withdrawal where they drone striked a family of 10 killing seven people And now they're in charge completely and totally of Regeneron dispersal in our country. Straight in the name of equity. So it's really about your health. And again, I go back to the church and I go back to conservatives. And it it amazes me still that conservatives will point all of this out. Conservatives know that Joe Biden constricted the, the, the dispensing of Regeneron to, namely, Ron DeSantis. And then go and take the very vaccine that Joe Biden recommends that you take. They know, you know that masks are useless. You know that lockdowns do nothing. You know they're going to keep doing them over and over and over again. Conservatives look at Australia and the police state that it is, because Australia is gone. New Zealand is gone. England's holding on by a thread. You know all of this. You know that it's not about anybody's health. You watch, you sit there and you watch a New South Wales press conference when they're talking about eight people in a week dying of COVID out of 8 million. And you know that it's bull crap. You know that it's a fraud. You know that it's a 99.9% survivable virus. You know that. And then you take the vaccine of the, of the people that propagate the propaganda. I will never get explained that to me. That's another explanation that I need. But I really do believe this. When, when you purposely cut out, cut out prophylactic treatment for people, purposely, so that you can make them go your, your religion, your, your religious devotional way, so that you can make a point, that you force them, you will not give them Regeneron, Ivermectin, Hydroxychloroquine, Erythromycin, you won't do any of those things, right? Also, you force them to get a vaccine that doesn't work, it does, and vaccine does nothing once you're sick. But because they refuse the vaccine, you're going to refuse them these prophylactic treatments. I believe, listen, in the future, Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, the Lancet, Peter Daszak, Bill Gates, senators and congressmen that proliferated this propaganda, complicit doctors that are, that are apostatizing medicine, doctors that are out there espousing this vaccine as if it actually does something. Do you Have you even studied it? Listen, let me ask you about a vaccine. Is it a vaccine if it doesn't prevent you from getting ill? Is it a vaccine if it doesn't prevent you from spreading the disease? This one does neither one of those things. Well, you know, it prevents death and it prevents severe infections. No, it doesn't. 95% of the severe infections in Israel are fully vaccinated people. Severely, severely infected, severe COVID infections in Israel, hospitalized, severe COVID infections in Israel, 95% of them are fully vaccinated people. Those are the absolute facts. All right, Ezra Levant tweet. Pandemic, see, I'm just showing you again. I'm showing you that this has never been about anybody's health. It never has been. If you're a Bible believer, 
The book of Revelation is unfolding before your very eyes. It doesn't mean that you hang your hat and you go, you know what, it's over. We're going to fight back and we're going to take back land that's been lost. We're going to take back territory that we've lost. You have to believe for that. You have to stand up and fight. If you don't, the spirit of the Antichrist will sweep over this earth faster than you could imagine. Look at, look at where we've gone in 18 months. But if you stand now, we can win this generation back. Your kids will have your grandkids for you. But if you don't and you just keep caving because you're too embarrassed or you're too spineless to stand up, you're going to lose this generation. We're going to live in a totalitarian state, even right here in the United States of America. Canada is barely hanging on, which is where Ezra Levant's coming from. Before the pandemic, the province of Alberta, population 4.5 million, had 398 ICU beds. So pre-pandemic, Alberta, 398 ICU beds. 18 months and $30 billion later in health spending, the province has now fewer ICU beds by six, 392. They had one job, but they preferred locking down businesses and jailing pastors. See, that's the whole thing. It was never about anybody's health. They started off, they got billions of dollars, and they end up with six less beds. How does that work? Remember what the, it was 15 days to flatten the curve? 15 days to flatten the curve for what? So that hospitals weren't overrun. So they, so they should have gone from 398 beds to like 600, 700, 800, 1,000 beds. Billions of dollars were spent. New hospitals being built in that time, right? That's what should have happened. But what did happen? Absolutely nothing. But I love his last line. But they were too busy locking down businesses and arresting pastors. Speaking of that, here's Pastor Arthur Pulaski. Play it for me. We're having Pastor Altrapolsky. We'll be live via Skype with us Saturday night, 1030, right here. Do not miss it. Pastor Altrapolsky will be live with us via Skype. 1030 Saturday night right here. Do not miss it. It's on Facebook, Rumble, TomLifely.com, Black Road Media, all of it on CTN, the Christian Television Network, nationwide, worldwide, right here in Fort Myers, everything right here live. Saturday night, 1030. Do not miss it. We're going to spend a full hour together just talking about everything. What was he arrested for in that video? And that was just what, four or five days ago? What was he arrested for? Does anybody know? A baptismal service from years ago. Facts. That's the truth. So billions of dollars are spent and they didn't build one bed. They actually reduced the number of their ICU beds, but they're very busy arresting pastors. They got that under control. The grievous threat to Canada, the nation of Canada, the grievous threat to them. They've got him arrested. He flies in on a private jet. How, who knows how on earth they even knew he was on it. Flies in on a private jet, and that's where all their efforts are going. But COVID caving pastors, right? It was all about Mark 12, 30. Love thy neighbor, right? Can you feel the love? I, I want to sing it. I might sing it. Can I feel? Can you feel the love tonight? I might sing it. 
Do you feel it? I mean, do you, oh, it's so loving of you, isn't it? You're so loving when you close your church and you pimp vaccines, right? Right in the midst of vaccine passports proliferating all over the planet. You're so loving watching pastors be arrested at airports. Rodney Howard Brown arrested at his home in Hernando County, Florida, right? Oh, you're so loving, right? You're just, you know, you're looking out for people so much for a 99.9% survival virus, a virus that kids are seven to 20 times less likely to die of than the flu. Oh, you're so loving. You're just so loving. From the age of zero to 50, it's less virulent than the flu. You're so loving, right? But there you are, once again, the American church. I'm waiting for the revival. I'm waiting for the repentance. Don't see it yet. You know, you know just, go, just go to sermon.com. You, know, you can go to love part 57 and preach that this Sunday, right? Yeah, you're so loving while, while you spread the spirit of the Antichrist all over the planet's planet with your with your compliance with your capitulation right fantastic job but people are fighting back this is not over peter sweden tweet look at this now denmark norway and sweden have removed restrictions and no covid passports require life life is back to normal in scandinavia there you go these were, listen, not Sweden, but Norway and Denmark were heavy-duty COVID totalitarians. They're out. They're finished with it. You know why? I just, I think that maybe the fresh mountain air enables people to sense logic more than it does in the United States. I mean, it's simple logic. 99.9% of, of survival virus, uh, the vaccines don't stop the virus. The vaccines don't prevent death. The vaccines don't prevent hospitalizations. The, va the vaccines don't cause somebody to no longer be a vector of the virus. They do nothing. Maybe we ought to just return to normal and treat this like the seasonal flu that it is. Oh, no, Tom. 675,000 Americans have died of COVID-19. Really? You sure about that? Really sure about that? Because it's the exact same people that feed you those numbers are feeding the VAERS report. And the VAERS report is only getting about 1% of the accurate data. Jacob K. Uh, tweet. Breaking, Governor Ron DeSantis said Australia is not a free country and the U.S. should rethink alliance. He is absolutely correct. So let's delve deep into Australia. Here's a video from uh, Darren of Plymouth. And it's titled, Australia has fallen. This is New South Wales Premier. I will not even try to pronounce her last name. Her first name is Gladys, and it's Perry Yeklein or something like that. Yeklein, something like that. Gladys, Gladys Perry Yeklein or something like that. But anyway, so that this is the, the Premier, in other words, the governor of the state of New South Wales, which has 8 million people living in it. They, You know how many COVID deaths they've had this week? Are you ready? Seven. Seven COVID deaths. I'll go over those in a minute, but Australia has fallen. Play the video for me. Well, a couple of things there. Firstly, um, we always rely on the health advice as to whether a region goes into lockdown. Secondly, all those uh, situations um, kind of extinguish on the 11th of October. So then it becomes really about vaccinated people and unvaccinated people. So from the 11th of October, the stay-at-home orders are lifted across the state. So that 
puts us into a new phase, a different phase of looking at the way in which we're dealing with COVID. And I want to make that clear. So there'll be much more certainty from the 11th of October because it will be more about individuals exercising freedom who are completely vaccinated. And again, uh, I want to remind people across the state, especially in the regions, that if you're not vaccinated, you will go backwards. If your business uh, doesn't, have, doesn't have employees that are vaccinated, your patrons aren't vaccinated, you won't be able to operate. And so just a warning to everybody in the regions, please make sure you get yourself vaccinated if you haven't already, because you could very well go backwards from the 11th of October. We've been very clear about this point, And I just stress to everybody, there is still time to get in your first shot and then your second shot, uh, because ultimately we, we don't want to see seeding any including in the regions and that's why uh, only the fully vaccinated will be able to participate in business activity and obviously hospitality at that time. You know, I'm so tired of the dialogue of the elites. What's that called, Aaron? Up talking? You know, we get vaccinated and you won't be able to participate. And I mean, I'm so sick and tired of these elitists spouting out their lies, their filthy demonic lies. I'm so sick and tired. Do you hear that? If you have a business and you're not vaccinated, you won't have a business. If you if you if your customers aren't vaccinated, they can't come in your business. If you're not vaccinated, you will have no business. Now, again, and you might be thinking, man, Tom, you really, really pick on the church. Well, judgment begins at the house of God. If you watch this podcast, I do this every time. Because I want to always talk about the cause of this. The cause of this is the evangelical church worldwide capitulating to a ninety nine point nine percent survival virus for whatever their motives were. Their motives were nothing noble. They were all nefarious. If, you're, if your motive was to save lives, then you abide in lies. If you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to save lives, you're abiding in lies. If it was, you know what, if I don't look reasonable in the midst of this, I won't be part of the reasonable class. I won't be part of the loving class. Then you're willing to lie to impress people. Paul actually said in Galatians 1.10, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So if your COVID response was about making people think of you as virtuous or make people think of you as loving, then you're a liar. And you're a people pleaser and therefore cannot be a bondservant of Christ. You know how I thought of it? Is what does the word of God say? That's what I think of when I think of a virus or I think of anything, any sickness, illness, disease, or infirmity, or any other money, anything in life, family, whatever it may be, I go, what does the Bible say? Did you do that? And please, I invite all of you. Some of you are still going to COVID caving churches. They're disgusting. You're still going there. Please forward this. Facebook may not allow you to share it. So please, please do. Please forward this or share this to your COVID caving pastor. Please, they need to see it. But Australia is gone, folks. I mean, do you, I mean, do you know where they were 18 months ago? This didn't exist. And now no vax, no business. And again, I'm just curious, you all you lovers out there, all you COVID virtue signalers, I'm just curious, how do you like that now? That you can't buy, sell, trade, you, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in Australia, in Canada, in New Zealand, in Israel, in the European Union, in New York City, without your vaccine passport. I'm just curious, how does that land on you as far as the love meter is concerned? I'm just curious. You ready to say you're wrong yet? 
I'm, I, again, I just, I'm just wondering because I, I don't know how you defy the logic. All right, Dr. Eli David, Australia police. I love, I, I don't use, I usually just play the video and give due credit, but I just loved how he titled this. Australian police saving another citizen from COVID. Play it for me. And her violation is wearing a not wearing a mask outside, alone in a park, swarmed by a bunch of cops wearing black and red. Strange, isn't it? And and again, I'm just curious, how does this land on everybody as far as their love is concerned? You know, I, I wear a mask because I'm trying to save lives, right? We closed our church. We closed our business. We took the vaccine all out of love. Does this feel like love to you? Just curious. I am tweeting. Now, this will show you. These are the facts in Australia. This is what should be driving Australia policy. Australian COVID policy are the facts, the actual numbers behind the virus, right? This should be what's driving it. Well, let's look. Is it cases in Victoria? Since all the look now, you know, if you look at the dates on here, it starts, I believe, in August. Uh, I'm looking at it's hard for me to see. Put it on the big screen for me, real quick, guys. The just the graph itself. There we go. Thank you. So the big up, yeah, August 12th. All right, go back side by side for just a second. There we go. Cases now that we're talking this started in August 12th. Cases in Victoria. Now that's where you got cops tackling people to the ground for not wearing a mask outside alone in a park. Since they've done all that, cases in Victoria are now up. Now, nobody's even venturing outside of their homes because they're scared of the, the Australian police Gestapo. But now, since they've instituted all of these severe mitigations, these, this totalitarian, uh, tyrannical system they've got in place now, well, the great result of it is their cases are now up 20,225%. So, again... Why would you, if you're seeing that everything that you've done drives cases up 20,000%, why would you not stop? If it was about a virus and it was about people's health and everything that that you've done so far has driven the cases up 20,000%, why would you not stop? The cases are up 20,000% since January 15th when they made masks mandatory anytime outside the home with brutal enforcement by police. So put up, put up on the, put the graph on the big screen. So there you go. Just want everybody to see it. Masks required anytime outside the home. Look how well it's done. Look at how great the results are. And by the way, it's the same. Any graph, if you ever watch this podcast, you already know that it's true. Every single graph, every country, every state in the United States shows exactly the same result. And that is that the virus goes up, the virus goes down, and there's absolutely nothing you can do with it except for if you are binding and loosing like the Word of God, Matthew 16, 19, tells you to do. All right, COVID-1984 video. Freedom Day, back to Australia. Now, Freedom Day, quote-unquote, Freedom Day is fast approaching. Freedom Day is fast approaching. I love the title of this from COVID-1984. Comply with it now or else. Play it for me. The message to the unvaccinated is, is that you will not achieve any further freedom unless you get vaccinated. And a further, further and final message to regional New South Wales. There are parts of regional New South Wales that are currently open. 
uh, the 70% roadmap does apply to the whole state. So there will be individuals in regional rural New South Wales who choose not to be vaccinated who will lose their freedoms on the 11th of October. So my message to everybody in regional and rural New South Wales is to continue to get vaccinated. There is no excuse in regional and rural New South Wales not to get vaccinated. So again, my call out to the regions, let's keep climbing with those vaccination rates. A fantastic number so far, but let's not fall behind because Freedom Day is only a couple of weeks away. Thank you. Premier. Mr Barilaro just said that the message to the unvaccinated is that you will not achieve any further freedom until you get vaccinated. But under this plan, on the 1st of December, anti-vaxxers will have exactly the same freedoms as everybody else and a raft of more freedoms right. will be introduced. Uh, but it's, it's very important to note that in un unlike most places in the world, if you're not vaccinated, you'll have to wait at least four or five weeks after we've already hit the 80% double dose rate in order to participate in things that the rest of us can participate in. The message is, if you want to be able to have a meal uh, with friends, if you want to welcome people into your home, you have to get vaccinated. That's a simple message. And if you don't, if you choose not to, that's OK, but you'll have to wait a long time before you can participate in other activity. So the strongest message to those that are unvaccinated is you're going to have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks. In fact, you're going to have to wait several months before you can do anything. I mean, most of us, uh, who are fully vaccinated will be able to participate in community life, in uh, hospitality in two weeks' time. Those of you who are unvaccinated will have to wait at least another couple of months before that. So you have the media, the guy, the, the reporter actually asking the question, calling people, labeling people anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers will have the exact same rights as people who are vaccinated. He's actually complaining about it. It's, it's truly amazing to me that people don't see this. I know that I'm preaching to the choir right now. I know that I am. But it's truly amazing to me, that guy looked like he was in his 30s, that he cannot see the totalitarianism all around him, that his own police force that used to have nice blue uniforms are now running around in black and red stormtrooper outfits tackling people to the ground. Play the video for me. There we go. Look at that. If I just let it roll, I'll just talk about it. Just mute it. I want to. I, I just. I can't get over. It. I know I've talked about this a dozen times, but I just can't bear. It. I mean, look at the outfits. And again, let me give you some bona fides. I was a police officer myself, 1992 to 2017. I just retired four years ago. Look at the outfit that. I mean, we might as well. This might as well be the next in the prequel series of Star Wars. It might as well be. Look at these. Look at the outfits. What are they wearing these for? To tackle defenseless, non-mask-wearing people to the ground? Look at this. And, and what, what floors me is you have a reporter labeling people anti-vaxxer and wants this to happen. And what, my thing is, my, my great conundrum in my mind is, and what really blows me away, is everybody thinking, people that are supporting this right now, don't think that this will come for you. You honestly think that this will not turn on you eventually? 
What if it? What if they don't like what you're putting on Facebook? Because if they don't like what you're putting on Facebook right now in Australia, the police show up at your door. Facts. You know that guy. You know what his offense was? Not wearing a mask outside. Imagine if this was going on in America. I can flat out tell you, and you can take out of this whatever you want. That is not going that way for me. They take from that whatever you want. That is the, my life is not going to be that way. It's not going to happen. All right, Aaron Ginn video. In Australia, you're hunted down by the police for not wearing a mask outside. Here's some more footage. Play it for me. Defense. The mother's yell over, guys. What's his offense? Wearing, not wearing a mask outside. Can you feel the love? I'm going to sing it. Can, I'm going to sing it. Uh, you know, can you feel the love tonight? Can you feel? I mean, all, again, you just side by side it. All you COVID cavers. All the COVID came across. I remember this doofus that I was Facebook friends with at the time. He was he was a former church member of mine. And he was filming himself or talking, whatever it is, as he drives through the drive-thru at Taco Bell, fully gloved and fully masked at the onset, onset of this thing, believing that he was loving. No wonder he didn't survive my church. First of all, he's a doofus. Second of all, he's stupid. Here's the thing. He, and, he, and that guy thinks that he's a virtuous person. This is what you've created, moron. I hope you're watching. I really do. I hope you're watching because you know who you are. And you need somebody to call you a moron because that's who you are. That's what you are. This is what you've created. Oh, no, you know, I was just wearing a mask and espousing that, you know, this is the bubonic plague. Look what you've created. This is not the bubonic plague. You know, you know what the, the post-infection death rate for Corona is 0.1% on average. It's better than that for kids and for anybody under the age of 20, but the bubonic plague, you know what the bubonic plague's post-infection death rate was 100%. And what you've done is through a mirage, all of you COVID capitulating morons out there. Now leave that up side by side. I need it. I need it for reference. This is what you've created. This is the love that you have espoused. This is what that guy being tackled to the ground, probably in his own driveway for not wearing a mask outside. And you caused it if you're a capitulator to this garbage in any way, shape or form. Well, I don't anymore. I've gotten over it now. What have you gotten out? Have you gone out there as a leader? If you're not a leader, then don't worry about it. But if you're a Christian leader, or you're a business leader and you cave to this garbage causing this to happen, you need to come out and apologize and say I was wrong. And just humble yourself. I was wrong. Repeat after me. I was wrong. It's not that hard. All right, Aaron Ginn video. How Australia enforces outdoor... Oh, no, this next one. Rebel News, right? Rebel News. I just had to threw this one in last minute. just came out over Twitter. This is OPP arrest woman. This isn't Australia. This is actually Canada. Rebel News, play it for me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to this lady right here. Why are you asking her to leave? Okay, this is between her and us, not yourself. Why are you asking her to leave? Okay. Answer. You can go over here. No. So you can you give us a ticket. So can you feel? I'm just curious. To us. Can everybody I feel the love right here? Now, what's her offense? This is a public facility that we paid for. She won't show her vaccination status. Because to the police. She will not reveal her vaccination status to the police. So she ends up getting arrested here with her kids. I mean, I'm just curious to everybody who came to this garbage. 
Get, this is, I mean, do you feel the love? Now, why is that guy even wearing a mask? That does nothing. So here we go. I'll shut up. Listen. All right, back to me. So there you go. I'm, I'm, I just, I remember all the various social media posts. I don't understand why everybody's against masks. That's why. That's why, be not deceived, God is not mocked for whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. If you're going to sow into lies, then you're sowing into the devil. And the devil will reap totalitarianism and and tyranny throughout the planet. You did it. Well, you know, we're just, you know, we're trying to, you know, save lives out here. You know, wearing masks don't do anything. So that's a lie. Well, you know, we locked down, you know, lockdowns do nothing. You know where 78% of COVID cases are caught in one's own home and that's where they send you. That wouldn't be on purpose or anything, would it? All right, switching topics here for a couple minutes. So you got to go. Washington never ceases to reach new lows. I mean, every time I don't think, I mean, every time I think that it's gotten as stupid as it can get, They never let me down, ever. And now you got Joe Biden trying to pass a budget for 3.5. He's trying to pass a bill. It's not even the budget. This is on top. Let me just run through the numbers real quick for you. America brings in $4 trillion a year in taxes. Our current budget is to spend $5 trillion. So the deficit, now we know the difference between debt and deficit. So our deficit spending, and this this happened under Trump too, is $1 trillion per year. Our overall debt is $30 trillion. And our unfunded liability debt is hundreds of trillions of dollars. That's where we're at right now. And now Biden, not only is he slated to spend $5.1 trillion this year, and we only brought in $4 trillion worth of taxes, if we even brought in that many this year, because everybody was locked down and not working, and the government was sending out $600 a week checks for people not to work. And we currently have 10 million job openings in the country and, a, and an escalating unemployment rate. Explain that. So here you have Biden trying to pass a $3.5 million spending bill on infrastructure and all the other garbage lies that the left is telling us that they're going to spend money on, which they, which they're, which, which is they're, they're going to spend money on it, but it has nothing to do with infrastructure. So here you go, $3.5 trillion on top of the 5.1, which puts us at, what's that, $8.6 trillion with only $4 trillion worth of tax money coming in, thereby bringing us over and above $30 trillion in debt. Watch this video, play it for me. This is their bill, 2,500 pages. If you take a look at $3.5 trillion price tag and you do the math, that's $1,400,000,000 for every page of this bill. And they want to pass it this week. How many Democrats do you think have read this? Think Nancy Pelosi's read it? Think Chuck Schumer's read it? Do you think Joe Biden, who is desperately begging Democrats to pass it, do you think he's read it? Do you think he knows what's in it? So there you go. Let's go to the next one, COVID-1984 tweet. Dem sneak revision of ocean. This is the truth, by the way. I mean, it's strange how this number keeps popping up. Whenever you're dealing with a demon rat party, it's funny how this number, this is absolute fact. This is from Forbes magazine. 
No bastion of right-wing conservatism there. Pretty middle of the road, like Wall Street Journal. Dem sneak revision of OSHA enforcement. Now, the OSHA enforcement is so they can fine businesses $700,000 per violation for not vaccinating their employees. Dem sneak revision of OSHA enforcement under U.S. Code 666. Here is wisdom. Leave it up. Leave it up. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. So the Dem sneak revision of ocean enforcement into that $3.5 trillion bill that you just saw the congressman talking about. Under U.S. Code 666, civil and criminal penalties into their $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, increasing possible penalties for businesses that do not comply with sleever mandates. Sleever mandates is maxing. I'm a never sleever. Never sleever. It's like COVID. You can see him up there. COVID-1984. I'm a never sleever. Never vaxxer. That's me. They do not that that do not comply with sleever mandates to $700,000. They want to bankrupt those who do not comply. If you don't believe me, here's the Ford Ar- the Forbes article. Put it up there for me. There it is. Put it up big so everyone can see it. Look down at the very bottom. There it is. Existing law. 666 lays out ocean enforcement. Fine levels. 666. Strange how it works out that way, isn't it? Kind of strange how it works out. So you know the Biden vax mandate is any company... With more than one with 100 or more employees, every one of the employees has to be vaccinated or face $700,000 fines per violation. Per violation. And by the way, he has no constitutional ability to do any of it. I'm just wondering how many people will bend over and then how many people will grab their ankles. I'm just curious. We have to stand. Credit, credit where credit is due, like the Daily Wire under Ben Shapiro, who I ripped for taking the vaccination. Never will understand that, Ben. But who I ripped for taking the vaccination, credit to them. They said we have more than 100 employees and we will not comply. I'm out walking today and I see UPS drive by and FedEx drive by. I'm wondering when they're going to mandate their employees to take it. And I hope none of their employees take it. It's time for those of us who are needed to hit those who are not needed in their wallets. We don't need elites. We don't need Joe Biden. We don't need Klaus Schwab. We don't need Prince William. We don't need Prince Charles. We don't need Kamala Harris. We don't need Angela Merkel. We don't need any of the, what do they do for you? I want you to think about it. What does Hollywood do for you? Oh, they entertain. Who cares? What do they do for you? What do you do for them? If you're the plumber, you're the contractor, you're the cop, you're the tech, whatever it is, you do everything for them. And then they treat you like garbage. It's time for all of us to say, you know, we don't get anything from these freaking losers. So why do we do what they tell us to do? Why is it that we're all almost still in high school listening to the quote unquote popular kids? These people are human waste. They're garbage. It's time for us to say, you know what, Joe Biden, you don't have the constitutional right to enforce your vaccine mandate on private companies. This is the United States of America with the Declaration of Independence, with the Constitution, with our Bill of Rights. Take your mandate and shove it up your own caboose sideways. That's what we need to be doing. Some people will do it. Some people won't. 
Churches of over 100 employees, what are you going to do now? Congratulations on your capitulation. What are you going to do now? Entire denominations that every, there's thousands of people. What are you going to do now? You going to vaccinate everybody? Jim Banks video, million just to show you, millionaire class. These are these are the elites. Remember, tax, 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 tax. Right. So I'm just curious. I remember a debate with Bernie Sanders when he was running for whatever time, whatever he was running for president or whatever he was doing. It was a debate, and he was asked by Bill Hemmer, "Why is it that you don't live the life of a socialist?" Why is it that you don't send all of your money? Because he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Three house Bernie, the socialist with three houses. Of course, one of them's on the on a lake in Burlington, Vermont. Of course, you know, he's got to have the lakefront piece too as a, as a devout socialist. Got to have the lakefront property. Why is it that you don't live, Bill Hemmer asked him, why don't you live the life of a socialist? And he starts to talk about Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't espouse socialism, moron. It's got nothing to do. Bill Hemmer didn't say that. That's me. So why are you talking about Donald Trump? You're espousing that you want everybody to give their fair share. So you would think that somebody who's worth tens of millions of dollars, like the current occupier, fraudulently elected president of the United States, Joe Biden, who endlessly espouses pay your fair share. Why is he ducking taxes when he himself believes that that's where all your money should go to the federal government? Play it for me. But President Biden is one of those multi-millionaires that has taken advantage of loopholes to get out of paying more taxes. In 2017 and 2018, the Bidens made $13 million from book income and speeches and funneled that through S-corporations to dodge an extra 3.8% tax on the money. The move saved them from paying half a million dollars to Uncle Sam. But now some House Republicans are putting Biden's millions under a microscope. The Congressional Research service in a memo to Congressman Jim Banks says the IRS does audit S corporations for tax dodgers saying this quote S corporation shareholders have an incentive to underpay or not pay themselves wages for services rendered to their S corporations in order to avoid employment taxes. In the CRS report that we requested, there are examples of taxpayers doing exactly what Joe Biden did, who were penalized by the IRS and required to pay those back taxes with penalties. If he actually boosts IRS uh, funding so they can go and investigate taxpayers, they might find out that Joe Biden himself owes a half a million dollars in back, back taxes. So he owns, he, he possibly owes $500,000 in back taxes of which he could receive penalties and stealing from the movie Tombstone. Their hypocrisy knows no bounds. If you, if you ever notice, they're the ones that are always the COVID hypocrites. You ever notice it? Whether it's London Breed, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's Kamala Harris, whoever it may be, they're always the COVID hypocrites. Every single Gavin Newsom at the French Laundry, they don't believe one word they're saying. You need to understand that. If Joe Biden, see, you, you, I had this conversation with my son the other night. Always go back to the Bible. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. What is the root of all evil? It's not money. It's the love of money. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Right? So there you go. So the love of money is the root of all evil. That's all these people are actually about. It really is true. You might know they're for fame, for fortune, for money. Nancy Pelosi or Barack Obama, Barack and Michelle Obama walked into the White House worth less than a million, no, worth slightly over a million dollars, $1.1 million, what they were worth allegedly. Now they're worth somewhere around $170 million. 
How? What exactly did he do? See, it's the love of money. If Barack thought that being a conservative would get him rich, he would be that way. See, Ben Sass is no different. Ben Sass, who labels himself a conservative, puts out some conservative rhetoric every now and then, but just bends over for the Democrats every single moment. Mitt Romney the same way. See, it's all for the love of money. It really is. That's what they profit. They they end up profiting off of this three house Bernie. Aaron put that up. Here's Bernie's houses. This is the socialist now. There's Bernie's lake house. That's where Aaron told me six hundred grand. There's his home in Vermont. And there's his Washington, D.C. condo. You know what your condo costs? Oh, good. You're the best, man. Oh, I knew it. So the lake house, 575000 The colonial Vermont home, 400000 The Washington condo, 562000 For a grand total for the socialists of $1.5 million worth of homes for the devout socialist Bernie Sanders. See, they don't believe one thing they ever say. It's just a simple conveyance to get them to wealth. If they thought that being, and see the Republicans are barely any different. They're barely any different. A lot of Republicans just voted in red flag laws, which I don't have time to get in tonight. Some of my favorites voted them in. Don't get any of that. They're barely any different at all. If the Republican thought, see, they're not devout. There are some exceptions like Jim Jordan, like Matt Gates, people like that, that are devotees. They are legitimate conservatives. And then there are devoted legitimate liberals. There are not very many, but there are. Most of the Democratic Party are Stalinist progressives. Hitler-esque progressives. Stasi progressives that will force you into their progressive values. But all they are is that there's roles out there for them to play. Picture it being a traveling play. Well, we have three roles available on the Republican side, and we've got two roles available on the Democrat side. Who wants to get in? And it's not a matter of what they believe, of whether that which one they pick. It's which one's available. That's all that it is. That's who Ben Sass is. That's who Mitt Romney is. That's who Susan Collins is. That's who Lisa Murkowski is. They're, they're not, they're not conservatives they're pragmatists whatever it is that keeps me in power for the love of money i will do all right let's switch topics here let's go to vaccines covid 1984 i just want to lay the groundwork for you here in our closing several minutes here we're gonna close with vaccines i want to lay the groundwork for you because i want you to hear it coming from biden's own mouth this is he keeps saying over and over again, and this keeps going out throughout the whole world. It's not build back better. It's that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Play it for me. About 23% haven't gotten any shots. And that uh, that distinct minority is causing an awful lot of us uh, uh, an awful lot of damage for the rest of the country. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's why I'm moving forward with vaccination requirements wherever I can. So is it really a pandemic of the unvaccinated? By the way, if you believe that only 23% of Americans have have not taken the vaccination, I've got Swampland for sale right now in my backyard for you to buy. So COVID-1984 video, and this is Tucker's response to that. Play it for me. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals, overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units. It's such an outrageous lie. It's unbelievable. More than a million people coming in this year who he promised free health care. And he's blaming it on people who didn't get the shot, many of whom have natural immunity and are less likely to get sick than a vaccinated person from COVID. What a lie. But the unvaccinated pose precisely zero danger to anyone who has been vaccinated. None. 
If you are vaccinated against COVID-19, you face no conceivable danger whatsoever from people who have not been vaccinated. What we do have, and it's getting worse, is a severe staffing shortage at hospitals. Massive. And the mandates are making it much, much worse. That is a crisis. What's Joe Biden's answer? Fire as many nurses as possible. Because the unvaccinated are the root of all these problems. It's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Again, the vaccinated face no health threat from the unvaccinated. And the fact the president is claiming otherwise is shocking and wrong. And then last week, the entire lie unraveled completely. A panel of the FDA's vaccine experts, actual leading public health officials, blew up the whole idea in a single afternoon. By a vote of 16 to 2, not close at all, they emphatically rejected Joe Biden's plan for more shots. And for a moment, that seemed like a rare win for science and for public safety. That decision, said a former FDA official, quote, put the FDA back in the driver's seat and, quote, maintained the FDA's scientific independence from politicians. But just for a minute, because in Joe Biden's America, there is no independence from politicians. Shortly after midnight on Thursday, the college professor who Biden appointed to run CDC, Rochelle Walensky, simply overruled the FDA panel. She didn't cite any scientific basis for overruling actual scientists. She just did it. And she did it because she can do it, because she's in power and you're not. You wouldn't call that, however you might describe it, following the science. You might instead call it total corruption of public health by a political party. So there you go. It's what's so funny is, is Biden talking about a pandemic of the unvaxxed, filling up hospitals as he imports every single month. Now, this is February, March, April, May, June, July, August, and now September. On average, 210,000. Every month is a new record. 210,000 unvaccinated people from around the world through the southern border. And that doesn't even count the 90,000 Afghans who are unvaccinated, untested into the United States that have been brought in over the last month. And he blames you and me. He blames you and me. I mean, we, you just have to see the logic behind it. You have to know the facts. We're not going to change these demon acts outside of an act of the Holy Spirit convicting their soul and them repenting and running to the cross. We're not going to change them. But that's how they think. I mean, he sits there and, you know, just like the devil himself, an, an, you know, an accuser of the brethren out there accusing people. This is a pandemic of the unvaxxed while he trucks in, while he solicits. Now, that's 200,000 a month that we know about. According to the according to the Border Patrol, it's somewhere in that ra- bracket of 200,000 a month. It's either two to five times that many actually made it across because the 200,000 a month are the ones that were caught, not the ones that weren't caught. So it could be 400,000 at a minimum up to a million per month. Biden is is importing into the country not one test done not one vaccination done nobody wearing a mask are all brought into the country by the very person saying that you and i are causing the problem if you flew into the country right now you have to be covid tested but not if you walked across the southern border so you might as well renounce your citizenship become a mexican citizen and then just walk across the border and you could avoid all covid mitigations altogether you see, that's the logic of those in charge right now. That's how you know it's demonic. All right, so is it really is it really a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Let's look at the numbers. 
Play it for me. We also have 375 people with COVID in hospital at the moment. 81 of those are in intensive care and 61 are on a ventilator. Of the people who were in hospital yesterday, 78% were vaccinated and 17 were partially vaccinated. In regard- so there you have it. And uh, I think that's in Victoria, which I believe Aaron told me was 6.5 million people live there. So they have 300, now keep the numbers again. Remember, this is, this is a threat to everybody's life, right? This is a huge, it's the Black Plague. This is a pandemic of the world. So out of 6.5 million people living in Victoria, 375 are in the hospital. And you consider it to be a virtue to take a vaccine for this. You consider it to be a virtue to lock down into social distance for this. 375 are in the hospital, 81 in the ICU, 78% of the 375 people in the hospital are fully vaxxed. 78%. So how is this a pandemic of the unvaccinated? 17% are partially vaccinated. So 95% of the 375 in the hospital, that's 356 people, are vaccinated. So how exactly is this a pandemic of the unvaxxed? How much longer are people going to abide in this lie? Make sure that you send all of this data to people. You have the video, you have this, that's their government, this, they're proud of this. This is the news conferences that they set up, that they want people to know. I would be hiding from these numbers. If I was trying to proliferate this illusion that this is the Black Plague, I would not be holding press conferences like these. Speaking of that, here's the latest one out of New South Wales. Play it for me. As the minister said, um, tragically today we announced the deaths of seven people who have lost their lives to COVID-19, four women and three men. One person was in their 40s, one person in their 50s, two people in their 70s, two people in their 80s, and one person who was in their 90s. All of those individuals had underlying health conditions. One person was not vaccinated, Three people had received one dose of a COVID vaccine and three people had received two doses of a COVID vaccine. So once again, we have in New South Wales, 8 million people live there and you have a news conference to announce that seven people died of COVID. Why does this not cause a worldwide revival in the evangelical movement? Even you that are stone cold lukewarm in your ark churches. I'm just curious how this doesn't revive you. That they're, they're having a news conference over seven people dying of a virus out of 8 million. Now, is it a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Well, out of those seven people who died, six were vaccinated. Whoops. Three fully vaccinated, two, three partially vaccinated, and one unvaccinated. All of them over the age of 70, with the exception of two. And every single one of them, as she acknowledged, had comorbidities. So how are you virtuous by vaccinating against this? How can people not see this? It absolutely 
flummoxing my mind. I'm, I'm absolutely flummoxed. I don't understand it. So I got to show you this last one, then we're going to go. This is a uh, Rumble video that if you don't follow Dr. Ryan Cole, you are galactically uninformed. You, re- you really are. You have to follow people who actually look at slides under a microscope. Anthony Fauci doesn't look at slides under a microscope. He looks at the bottom of his martini glass every night as he toasts himself in a mirror. Here's to you, dum-dum. Yeah, here's to you. (laughs) Where's Billy Gates? So there's Dr. Cole talking about vaccines. I've already covered this is not, this is not, this is not a pandemic of the unvaxxed. And as Tucker said, if you are vaccinated, if you are vaccinated, an unvaccinated person is absolutely zero threat to you. Name how they could be. Name how they could be. Well, they could be giving me the virus. You're carrying 250 times the viral load of the unvaxxed person. So the vaccinated person standing right next to you is way more of a threat than the unvaccinated. You know what that's called? That would be called facts and data. Try it. Just for a second. Try it. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but there might be one or two. I'm not yelling at the choir. I'm just telling there might be one or two that need to hear it. So here's Dr. Cole, somebody who has actually studied the impact of these viruses on the human body. Play it for me. Okay, what about the spike protein? We're giving a sequence, a gene sequence, into the bodies of human beings. And this sequence goes into our deltoid, and we're, we're informed that it, it has a little anchoring protein. And, and once that is translated and makes a little protein and it's on the surface of your cell, it stays there. Well, guess what? It doesn't. And there are studies, and of course the fact checkers are like, oh, this isn't true, this isn't true. I'm a scientist. Don't ask the journalist, ask the scientist. Okay? So this spike protein doesn't stay just in the deltoid. The spike circulates in your blood. It lands in multiple organs in the body. And you know what happens? That spike protein, without the body of the virus present, we did studies in lab animals. In the lab animals, just in in injecting the spike, with no body of the virus, the spike induced the same diseases COVID-19 induced, the same lung disease, the same vascular disease, the same heart disease, the same brain disease. The spike is the toxin. So again, why are we injecting something into the human body that is the toxin? It is the toxin, it causes the disease. This isn't a vaccine. Okay, so we know that the virus, everybody's heard about this ACE2 receptor. Here's, here's an example. So on the left-hand side, this is a, a, one of the cells that lines your blood vessels. I'll, I'll show you a chart in a minute where we have ACE2 receptors. So on the left-hand side, you see kind of in the corner of that upper grid and the bottom grid, these nice smooth lines. On the right-hand side, this is what the spike protein, just the spike alone from the vaccine, is doing to the mitochondria of your cells. That's the engine of your cells. That's what gives you energy, the power of your cells. Compare the left, the smooth, nice, put together. Compare the right, blown apart, fragmented. That's from the vaccine, not from the virus, from the vaccine. 
Okay, so here's the human body. You can see the plethora of sites where we have ACE2 receptors. Now think about it. I mentioned they tell us, oh gosh, the spike stays in your deltoid. It doesn't. It circulates. In the Harvard study in 13 nurses, they showed it circulating for at least two weeks. A lot of people lack something called mRNAs, an enzyme that breaks down the RNA. So it may be circulating for even longer. Now you hear, well gosh, they died you know, just so long after the shot. So you know, it was two weeks, three weeks, Hank Aaron, whoever. You know what, that spike's circulating. They, they tried to pull the wool over our eyes and say, well, it couldn't have been the shot, we're too far out. Not if the toxin's still circulating. Not if the toxin's still circulating. The spike is the toxin, damage to the lungs, like I mentioned. On the left-hand side, healthy lung tissue, nice spaced out. See, this is what pathologists do. We look at all these cells all day long. It's kind of fun. We're nerds this way. On the right-hand side, see how much more purple and blue that is? That's all inflammation. Why? ACE2 receptors in that lung, spike binding to it, inflammatory response, immune system attacking your own body, disease from the spike, disease from your own clot shot, investigational vaccine. They keep lying to the American public by calling it a vaccine. They keep taking the word investigational off. It's what they call it in the emergency authorization. They keep not calling it what it is, investigational, an experiment on humanity. And that's what they're doing, and I'm showing you why. Spike is a toxin, crosses the blood-brain barrier, kind of like my brain cells to be where they are and not be blown apart, right? So why in the world would we put a toxin into the human body that's going to disrupt the blood vessels in your brain, allow the spike in there, it'll cause inflammation. The brain fog you hear about from the COVID patients, guess what, you hear about it in the post-vaccinated uh, damaged individuals as well. But no, nobody's hurt by the shot. There's not been one death, there's not been one injury. That's what they tell you. It's a lie. And this is science. Okay, here we go. That's all the blue on top, those are brain cells. All the blue doesn't belong there, that's inflammation from the spike. If you take this vaccination, you've lost your mind. I flat out say that cost me being on social media. I don't care, folks. And I just I'll encourage you, please go switch over to TomLipley.com. Switch over to BlackRobeTV.com. They can never ban those sites. That's where I'll always be no matter what. Switch over to those. If you don't have a Gab account, a Rumble account, or a Getter account, hopefully Getter and Gab get it together. Come on. We got to be able to go live there. I'll be live on there. Right now, all I can do is go live on Rumble. I love all you guys on Rumble. I want to show you two more videos before we go tonight. This is a Melissa Tate video titled it shock report medicare database i showed this on tuesday it's so important and i if you saw it on tuesday i apologize for the redundancy of this one the next one i show you will be brand new but it, it's so important i felt the need to show it again this is uh thousands dead in new york city this just covers new york city within 28 days i repeat thousands dead this is by their own data in new york city within 28 days of, of covid 19 well tom wouldn't we know about that? Why would you know? I mean, I want to ask you that. Why, why would you know that they're not going to lie to you? They told you Joe Biden got 81 million votes. They, they told you that it wasn't a leak from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They told you that it was a 3% three, 3 plus death rate. These people are demonic. You need to understand that. These people, whether it's Fauci, whether it's Biden, whether it's Burks, whoever they are, these galactic COVID liars, they're demonic. 
They are of their father, the devil. They want to carry out their father's desires. John chapter 8, verse 44. That's who they are. This is the truth right here. Play it for me. Since Thursday night, he started running these actual side effects on slide 16 that you're looking at right now. And if you go to the next slide, this actually is all of New York State in the CMS database. He took and had the whistleblower look at anybody who had these symptoms or diseases on slide 16 that you were just looking at. He wanted to make sure no one had it as of January 1st, 2020 in the Medicare database and then wanted to know since January 2020, how many of the Medicare people now have these conditions that are listed on all of the slide 16. And you asked me, what's the agenda? It sounds like a depopulation thing. Look at this. Outside of killing a whole bunch of New Yorkers with their hospital protocols and remdesivir, look at death. For people on Medicare in New York, 28 days post-vaccination, 6,586 people in New York alone died. Now, I just want to give, before I'm going to, I hate to interrupt this, but I want to make sure that you caught this. None of these people had any of these symptoms at all prior to their COVID vaccination, their Pfizer vax. Or their Moderna vax, not one. Whether you see anaphylaxis, Bell's palsy, 154 people, uh, COVID, <laughs> COVID-19, they didn't have before the vaccination to the tune of 7,612, thrombosis, night almost 2,000, all the myriad of things right there, all serious ailments. None of them had any of them. Most, the most. The one we're going to focus on, of course, is the deaths. But not one of these people had any of these symptoms whatsoever prior to the vaccination. And this is what everybody on the left wants you to take. Play it for me. Within 28 days of getting the Holy COVID-19. Holy smokes. Th- this is actually incredible. Not only the death, the COVID-19. They all got COVID. And look at all the COVID ones. Yeah, you'll see COVID-19 listed there. 7,612 people got COVID as a result of the shots. That did not have it before they got the shots. So this is taking slide 16, and I told Thomas Renz, go take that information. The FDA said they were going to use the CMS database and do what's called rapid cycle analysis. Every seven days, they were going to be evaluating the side effects and injuries to people in Medicare on, in that database. They haven't looked at it once. At least they've never created those reports for us. But now we have simply for New York only. Take that number, 6,586 deaths within 28 days of getting the vaccines in the CMS database, and now plug that in for all 50 states. You not only have 704,000 people dead in America right now from remdesivir poisoning, you also have hundreds of thousands dead, most likely 150,000 dead post-COVID-19 vaccines. If this isn't a depopulation, this is almost 800,000. Actually, it's 850,000 people that have been killed in less than 17 months with Anthony Fauci's protocols and the FDA protocols of these vaccine mandates. And now... Yeah, you know, they claim 675,000 deaths, right? But most of those people were stuck on remdesivir. If they would have gone in and they would received the proper prophylactic treatment, when they'd gone into the hospital, if the doctors would have said, you know what, let's get you on, you're beginning to manifest symptoms of COVID-19, let's get you on zinc, ivermectin, erythromycin, uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Regeneron, put you on those the monoclonal treatments, got most of that 65,000. What, what was Ron DeSantis' success rate with monoclonal th- uh, therapy therapies? Over 
70%. So if you would have taken 675,000 people, 75%, 70 to 80% of those people would have survived. If all of these treatments had not been suppressed, why were they suppressed? So that you could be put on remdesivir, which does absolutely nothing but harm, fills people's lungs full of fluid. It does nothing but kill. So those 675,000, how many of them exclusively died of COVID? 20,779. All the rest of them had comorbidities. They already had health issues to begin with. When they were manifesting COVID, get them on Regeneron. Get them on Ivermectin. Get them on Erythromycin. Get them on it now. But instead, they were sent home to develop severe symptoms, come back to the hospital, stick them on remdesivir, and watch their lungs fill full of fluid. Another death credited to COVID. So you can say there's 600 plus thousand deaths and we've got to have an international vaccine movement, right? Right? I love this last video. This is Rand Paul, one of my favorite senators, dressing down Javier Bashara, or as Joe Biden likes to call him, Bucaria. Dressing him down because this man runs all throughout the country. By the way, he's in charge of health and human services. Do you know what Javier Becerra's actual profession is? He's in charge of health and human services. He's an attorney. And he's been running around the country saying that natural immunity is garbage. Calling us, um, calling anti-vaxxers, flat earthers. And he's dressed down here by Rand Paul. I love it. Play it for me. Are you familiar with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally? Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID recovered look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 Um, years on health policy. you're, You're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens show robust, long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. 
you should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. They are lying to you. Don't believe a word they say. Don't believe their numbers. Don't let them scare you. The minority is trying to trick the majority into thinking it's the minority and they're using fear to do it. Be a never sleever. Be a never vaxxer. Do never take the COVID-19 vaccination. We will stand. Love you all. Don't forget Archer Pulaski right here live via Skype, 1030 Saturday night. Don't miss it. We're going to spend the entire hour together. Switch over to Rumble. Switch over to TomLifely.com. Switch over to BlackRobeTV.com. Let's not let these media tyrants dictate to us anymore. Listen, I've got lots of videos that I'm about to show you, stuff you haven't seen on the show, most of it you haven't seen before, so hang around, watch these videos. Love you all, back here Saturday night, 10.30. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBlee.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBlee.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. Thank you so much for watching the Tom Lively podcast tonight. We appreciate you tuning in. Mainstream media is no longer reporting honestly about what's going on in and around the world. It is our goal to get the truth and facts out to the people who are tired of hearing the lies of the media. If you enjoyed watching and want to help us make sure it continues, you can invest in the program by going to tomlively.com and clicking on give. Thank you so much for watching and we hope you tune in again.